0: This is Episode 9 of the Nesbepreneur Podcast, produced by Stim Media. Happy New Year, y'all.
1: When fruit is ripe, Mm -hmm. um, fruit falls. It just falls from the tree. You don't have to go snatch it. If you have to snatch something, if you have to snatch fruit from a tree, Mm -hmm. then it means it's not ready. And so I think a lot of people are going around doing good things, but not in the right time.
2: You're listening to the
0: Nesbypreneur Podcast, where we share information to help make your dream become a reality do you have a big idea looking to take your business to the next level then look no further you have come to the right place and now here's your host Nehemiah Maya Mabry. You are listening to the sounds of K.J. Scriven K.J. Scriven is an entrepreneur, a singer, and a Grammy-awarded songwriter hailing from North Carolina K.J. brings an anticipated freshness and incitement to the gospel music industry His music has a blend of soul, contemporary worship, hip-hop, and alternative rock that has listeners buzzing at the originality and authenticity of his sound I had the honor and privilege of catching up with KJ and chatting with him a little bit about his experience as an entrepreneur and an independent artist here on the Netrepreneur Podcast. Without further ado, check out my conversation with KJ Scriven.
2: Uh,
0: today I'm excited because I'm here with my man KJ Scriven. KJ, how you doing today, man?
1: Man, I'm doing really well, man. Doing really well. I am excited to um, be a part of this uh great podcast and everything i'm just excited to you know share some information and thank you for having me man
0: no doubt man thank you for taking the time to be a part of the podcast i am i can't tell you how excited i am man to to chat a little bit absolutely so um man you know just want to start off one of the things i'd like to ask my guests is to give us a little kind of fun fact about themselves uh you know a lot of our audience may know about your music and you know what sure. you do professionally but what's something people probably wouldn't expect to know about you
1: Oh man, you know what? Um, I think it's interesting. It's always funny when I when I when people do get a chance to meet me in person, and you know maybe go to, to a concert that I do or whatever the case may be, they kind of kind of see that I'm I'm pretty tall. I'm actually about six five, six five and a half, and um and so people are like, dude, you are so tall. And They were like, man, and so people wonder, you know, if I played sports, and so right. I, t- I definitely did that. So I'm a huge huge basketball. Enthusiast, and I'm a uh-huh. huge Charlotte sports fan. Enthusiast, but yeah, I actually played all four years in high school, and and was gonna, and actually was gonna play um, in college as well. But I ended up yeah. actually taking my academic scholarship at Fayetteville State University,
2: uh-huh. and
1: uh, in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and uh, and you know my path just completely changed from there, but yeah, I'm a huge, I'm a huge, huge, huge sports enthusiast,
2: wow, and so, man.
1: yeah, so that's what probably something people don't, people don't know about me. So
0: what, they yeah. have you down, they had you down in the post, man, or what you were
1: the swing of, Man, I did, I did a little bit of everything, I did a little bit of everything, I started okay. earlier, in my earlier years, I was a guard, um, uh-huh. I was a one and a two and sometimes a three and then i hit a crazy growth spurt and then i played a little <laughs> bit of the four as well so i was i was basically a three a little bit of the three a little bit of the four a little bit small forward so i had guard uh-huh. skills and and post skills a little bit of, a little bit of everything so
0: cool man cool and uh and you mentioned charlotte being kind of your home team man what do you think about those panthers yeah. man
1: man listen listen what a time <laughs> to be alive <laughs> right in charlotte north carolina man and and our Hornet, my Hornets, my Charlotte Hornets, are actually playing really, really well as well. We're in the playoff hunt right now, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm just, I'm just excited, man. I'm excited.
2: Yeah. I'm excited about yeah.
1: what's happening. There's a lot of energy in the city right now. Everybody's really excited. About
0: what no, no doubt, man. No doubt.
1: And Everybody's dabbing. Everybody's
0: dabbing. <laughs> Cam got everybody dabbing, man. Yeah, got yeah. everybody
1: dabbing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And so you mentioned you went to Fayetteville State University, yes. man.
1: And, and yes. uh
0: could you tell us a little bit about your academic background? You know, what did you major in? Why did you major in Yeah,
1: it, and all that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great question. Um um so I, like many students, changed my major about 17,000 times. <laughs> um, and so, like many students, you know, I, I first came in and I, and I thought I wanted to be a computer engineer and get into computer science because it sounded cool. but uh-huh. um, Then uh-huh. I realized that it was a ton of math that was going to go with that, and math is my <laughs> yep. favorite subject. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh, let me change this really quickly. And then I changed <laughs> the business. Mm. Um, and then I did business with a concentration in marketing okay with, without really having a true understanding of what marketing was um mm-hmm. and then I got into a marketing I think it was marketing 311 I think it was strategic marketing um yeah. like intro to marketing and stuff like that and right. uh, and I realized it was it was a bunch of numbers again a bunch of I was like where do this research I thought we were going to be doing marketing and, and whatever <laughs> and uh, and a lot of, and there's so many people that confuse marketing with advertisement and branding and so mm-hmm. I thought that marketing was advertising and branding but those are they they are brothers and sisters they're, they're mm-hmm. family members but mm-hmm. they're 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 absolutely they're absolutely not the same thing marketing is the research so that you can know how to brand and how to advertise to your target market and right. so anyway then i ended up changing my concentration i kept it business, but then i i changed my concentration to actually we were not entrepreneurship and um okay. and stuff like that so it was it was really it was really fun so um i did that and i was in the honors program at federal state that was mm-hmm. really fun and and, uh, my experience there was just, I mean, man, it was a really rich, it was, it was a historically black, um, college and mm-hmm. or, or historically black university and, um,
2: nice see you. Yeah. it was an
1: incredible, it was so much culture and, um, um, but it's actually a very diverse, you know, university as well, which is really important as well once mm-hmm. you get out into the, to the, um, you know, into the workforce, but, um, um. Being to being being um, able to be um, cross culturally competent, you know, right, um, right. that's really important. And so, but anyway, I had a ton of different types of professors and different types of students. And so, um, I got I, I got a chance to really college was really fun for me. I was really involved um, mm-hmm. um, in student government and things of that nature, student activities. I was involved in a lot of stuff, and so it, it was a it was a really rich experience for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's crazy, man, how like, you know, you're doing you know, you're doing your own thing now. Um yeah. ap- apparently when you were in college, you kinda had a sense of entrepreneurship and what you were supposed to be doing, but True. you didn't always know it initially. You didn't know it when you when you first hit the door, correct?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. I always just had that. I I just always had the mindset of if I felt like there was just in general, I felt like if I felt that like there's an issue something that annoys me in the world mm-hmm. and I felt like you know God put me here to be a part of the solution yeah. you know yeah. and so um I remember to to be specific I remember one particular thing I just knew that that um I was the type of guy whatever I like put my hands to do mm-hmm. like I'm I don't know any other speed other than 110 miles per hour I yeah. don't know any other I don't know any other way to do things and so I was a business major so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna dress like a business major, I'm gonna act like a business major, I'm gonna yeah. do all these things. And so I would dress up a lot, wear suit and tie and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's every day. Um um or if I did if I didn't wear a suit suit or tie or something like that, I would still be business casual or something like that because right. I what I want it to happen, I wanted it to be I wanted to be comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, in I wanted to be comfortable. Um, in that type of attire. So mm-hmm. when that time came, when the time came for an interview, it was time for me to get into the business field. I didn't look like I was, you know, a fish out of water. I wanted right. to be, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to get started on my ideas, like right, right. then. And I'm mean, going get, get involved in that field right then. So anyway, what would happen was a lot of other male students, younger male students would, and even some in my class, and sometimes even older would say, Hey man, I really want to, you know, I want to dress like that too. And I, I don't know how, nobody ever taught me how to tie a tie yeah. and stuff like that. And so, um, I would invite guys over, and I, and I, you know, I stole a bunch of ties from my dad uh, out of his closet, <laughs> and uh, and, I, and I and I bought some myself and had my own little crate. so I had a ton, just way too many ties, wow. and so I, and when guys, every time a guy would come, I would show him my tie tie, and I would give him a tie, um, or two, and I realized that one of the big issues in our culture is uh, fatherlessness,
2: and mm. so because
1: of that mm. fatherlessness, my dad taught me a lot of, um, you know, those interpersonal communication skills and, you know, stuff like that and, yeah. and how to present yourself um, in a business um, setting. And so yeah. my dad taught me that stuff on um, school teach teaching that my dad did. Yeah. And so um, I knew there were so many guys who just needed that type of mentorship. And so I, I, um, I spearheaded this organization called Eagles Massive Leadership Development Group. Mm. Um, and it was for um, minority males. Okay. Um, and it really, if, if it was a majority male or a white male, he needed help too, he needed mentorship, it was for everything. But the point was that I just knew that there was a need within right. the minority male community, right. um, where they just didn't have anybody to teach them those, just those unwritten rules, those mm-hmm. unsaid rules mm-hmm. that you're still handled by, you know right. what I mean? Right. And so, um, I was trying to teach, uh, you know, guys that, that those type of things. And so that was a part of, that was a really fun part of. My my college experience, and we spearheaded that. And at one point, I think we had almost a hundred, a hundred um, um, students, male students, in the, a part of the program. Wow. And, wow. and it was just really impactful, man. I mean, what, probably one of the things I'm most proud of. Yeah. So yeah
0: yeah man man this is this is awesome and of course this is as i shared with you a podcast for entrepreneurs we got a lot of people who have their own business now that are looking to take it to the next level people who are aspiring right. and and you said some yeah. things that were just very golden i want to make sure our listeners heard you know one of the things that sure. you mentioned that you know you felt like if there was a problem something that annoys you then that yeah. in a sense is god calling you to be the one to address it sure and, and entrepreneurship is all about solving a problem you know and yes. picking that market and saying hey i could bring a solution to the market that can meet this need, absolutely. solve this problem um, in a very, very uh, effective way, and so that's very, absolutely. very, very central for entrepreneurship. And then another thing you said, man, which was awesome, is that you only the only speed you knew, or the only level you knew, was one hundred and ten percent.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah,
0: because it's so. We don't. You know, you see so often people are like. Yeah, I'm gonna try it, and you're kind of halfway doing it, and then Mm -hmm, things don't turn mm -hmm. out the way that you expected. But it's like, what what did you expect? You didn't even go all in; like you weren't even for real. Absolutely. And so that that's awesome. And following up with the whole idea that you know, you know, some people say, dress for the job you want, not for the one you have. And in the sense, you were dressing for the dream that you had, not not for your current circumstance. So I I like that, man.
1: Absolutely, man. You know, and I, you know, Nehemiah, I'll even say this, man. Um, furthermore, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: if you rewind back, maybe uh maybe ten to fifteen years. Let's just say two thousand two, two thousand three. Mm-hmm. Man, you would not think like at back in that time that water bottles would be mm-hmm. such a huge like that water yeah. would be a huge business. Right, right. Like you would never like back in that, you know, if you were to run back 2000, 2000, 2000 we we would just be like what, like, right. why, why, water we, bottles? why we have bottled water? <laughs> right, we have water in the sink, mm-hmm. you know, like, or mm-hmm. whatever, I mean, right? You, got, you know, like, now I have a water filter and all these things at my house, and my refrigerator can take water can do work, all this stuff. Yeah. I still buy water bottles. Every business you go to has water bottles, right? Every, I mean, and it's like, you get you know what I mean, right? Um, entrepreneurship is a lot of time again, like, even sometimes when it's not even a need, sometimes it's just a convenience.
0: Right. Right. You know, right. You you, you
1: find a, you find an area that that is convenient for people. Exactly. Uh, the the twenty ounce streak that you get in the vending machine is always more than it is when you go to the store because the vending machine typically is right where you are. So you have to pay extra money for the time that you save. And so I think for all of a of entrepreneurs out there, if you're trying to think about an idea, it's not just think about you know, um, a product or service, but think about, okay, how can I make things more convenient for, you know, people, you you never know, you know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, you got it.
0: And that's the eye, you know, you kind of get this eye of being able to see the uh, opportunities that exist. You know, like you said, it isn't always this brand new idea. No one ever thought of, but you may be able to to find a a new way of applying an old idea or like you said, solving a problem of just, convenience. Like people absolutely. could do this, but you make it easier for it. You bring it to their front door or you know, just mm-hmm. so many things out there. And so yeah, that's absolutely, absolutely true about so many industries out there that in the past yep. it was never really thought of like, oh, this would be a great business, you know, multi million dollar business. But really people just took advantage of of those market ideas and those conveniences that they were able to, to apply. So absolutely. Yeah, that's great, absolutely man. so yeah, man, um so you are, as I said to you in our in our pre-interview chat, you know, you are the first musician that we interview here on the podcast. And so this, this next segment is kind of focusing on, you know, you, what you're doing, your individual business as a sure. career musician. And so um, sure. first question on those lines, man, let's just say you were at a, you know, a conference, a place where there's a lot of execs, there are a lot of potential people to partner with, you know, you just have one of those great networking events and someone comes up to you and say, Hey, how you doing? KJ, they see your name tag. That's about all they know of you. And they say, KJ, Hey man, tell me exactly what do you do? What would be your short as they call it elevator pitch that you would give this individual? Oh
1: man. Oh man. (laughs) Well, you you know what? Well, let me, let me, let me, um, I think that's a great question, but let me uh, preface it by saying this. Um, One of the things I um, I believe in is that I believe that relationships to be transformational and not just transactional, hmm, hmm. and so um, what I've learned is for me, um, I think you always stay ready, and you know, you know what you're good at, you know what you do. Right. But I, I just, um, um, I like elevator pitches, uh-huh. but at the same time, you know, I'd rather develop a genuine relationship with a person. I gotcha. mean, as, as best as you can, right, you right. know, in a limited time, mm-hmm. as best as you can, but to make people. I mean, I think we've all heard the phrase before, you know, people don't care what you know, so they know that you care. Right, right. And so um, um, actually, you know, paying attention to people and not just spitting off on my resume, you know, (laughs) but I I would say this, though, but I would say this, um, what I would tell them um, is that I am a, uh, I'm a singer, I'm a songwriter, um, and I'm actually, um, I'm actually on staff full time. Um, at a church, I'm a music director at a church mm-hmm. here in the um, Charlotte, North Carolina area mm-hmm. called Transformation Church, and um, so I do that. And I wear a lot of hats. I do a lot of different things. I'm a producer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an artist. I'm a musician, and so I do a I do a lot of different things. Yeah. And so um, um, that's that's probably what I would I I, I you know like I said I, I would say though to be honest with you though yeah my style is not necessarily. Um, to spit off everything I do. Right, my right. style is more to kind of relationship get to, get to yeah to build a relationship right. that's transformational, yeah. not just transactional. And you know, so people don't feel like I'm just trying to win you over. Just you know, right. So that's what that's what honestly what I was saying. not to not to dodge the question. Yeah, no, no, but that's just my that's my style. That's perfect, that's, man. That's just
0: kind of and the reason why yeah. I say that 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 that's perfect is because. You know, sometimes you can come across as too salesy, too pushy, you know, hey, just buy my CD or just buy my product. Mm -hmm. And it's like, dude, you don't even you don't even you don't even take the time to know where I'm coming from, what my context is. And and that kind of turns people off. And I think that's a mistake a lot of people make. where it's just like, you know, that that mentality of always be closing. Let's just make sure we get a sale. Uh, We all we all know people that we weren't cool with, but the moment they came at us, you know, with some sort of business idea, for some reason, they just kind of transformed their eyes. Like, yo, you don't care how I'm doing? You just want me to <laughs> sign on the dotted line? You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, no. Nah. I think when,
1: I think even, even anybody who would tell you that, even if it's somebody who has a sales or marketing background, uh-huh. you know, the biggest thing, um, even if you were trying to just, if you just want a relationship to be transactional, anybody with sales would tell you mm-hmm. that you like the best thing to do um, even in that standpoint, is to figure out as quickly as you can something that you and that person had in common. Got it. You know, yeah. um, versus just you know asking them where are you from. Mm-hmm. So, do you have brothers and sisters? Mm-hmm. Do you you know whatever? You know you know what I mean. Um, what are you into? What are, you know so this, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, not not just not getting too personal and in, in invading people's space, mm-hmm. but at the same time you know, um, you know, figuring out something like, oh yeah, I've got brother, i got siblings too, right, or, right. oh my, my cousin is from, um, DC, you know, or right, right, whatever, right, you right, know, right. Like, or whatever, you know, or, you know, something common, some, so you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yes. yeah, find something in common so that you can kind of have something to share, right. so, um, before you get directly into, um, whatever that relationship or whatever it is that you want from that person. Because most of the time, if a person can offer something, Mm -hmm. then people are always throwing themselves at them. You know, Um, me being, uh, you know, an artist and producer, musician and songwriter and all that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I go places, a lot of times, everybody wants me to hear music. You know, they're (laughs) like, hey, you listen to my demo. Hey, listen to my whatever. Or, man, I would love to work with you guys. It's always, like, straight to that and not, you know, you know, so you know so people sometimes have walls up and so one of the best ways to kind of get those walls down is to you know to let them know that you're not just interested in what they have to offer but you know you're you're interested to know who they are as a person right you know so that's what i would say from that's a big networking tip for me no doubt that's what i would say no
0: doubt no doubt no doubt so man you know what can i do that's the song Uh (laughs) that's the song that i heard that of course uh how I found about who you were. And I remember like hearing that song on the album of Ty Tribbett and then start doing my whole Googling, yeah. came across your YouTube page and start hearing a lot of other music that you had produced. And man, um, speaking of relationships, um, can you share with us kind of that story, man? How did you end up, yeah. you know, connecting with Ty and then writing the yeah. song? And as people probably already know, this song went on to be on this granny award winning album that he had greater than just tell me how did that relationship
1: yeah. begin and how did you find yeah. that success? Yeah, man. That's a great question, man. It's a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that was definitely, that, that was an exciting time in my life and me and Ty are still friends, mm-hmm. really good friends right now mm-hmm. up uh, to this day. Um, and so, uh, let me, I, I do a lot of prefacing, but, um, but, um, I'll preface this by saying this as well. I just really believe I'm a big believer. Um, and my dad and my uncle would always say this. Um, they said, if you're in the right, If you're in the right place at the right time, Mm -hmm. doing the right thing, Mm -hmm. you know, great things will happen. Um, And so, I've never been a guy to, you know, I've I've had, I have, I have several placements on like national recording artists, um, records and stuff like that. Some that people know about, some that people don't even know about. Mm -hmm. But um, I have never, and people don't believe this, but when I speak at conferences, music conferences, the music business conferences, even, Mm -hmm. um, people are always shocked when I tell them that I've never. Presented a song to an artist wow. ever. Wow. I've never sent emails sent a demo. Right. Never. Hung outside. Every single time, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bothered them or emailed them or, or blasted them on their Instagram or <laughs> or whatever, you know, or hawked them on their Facebook. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, it always just felt sort of fell into place very organically. Right. And I just, I'm just a huge believer in that, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but anyway, so I, 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 and I'll say that and that's important because I met Ty, um, um, at a at a conference, it was a it was a, it was a conference for teens and for young adults, mm-hmm. um, in Sanford, North Carolina, out of all places. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, maybe a lot of your listeners, may not even heard of that city before. <laughs> um, and so and that's fine, and that that even proves the point even further. Yeah. But um um, but I was there for the conference, and um uh, Ty. I was in. A, we were in a green room. We were in a. We were. We were all in a green room together.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I never really met Ty up until this point, but um, I was a huge fan of his music. Mm-hmm. And he came inside. I knew some of his band members and some of his singers. And um. And we came in and we started. We began talking and I, and I greeted some of his band members and singers. And, and, uh, and he was like, oh, is this K.J.? And they were like, and they were like, yeah, it's K.J. He's said, like, oh, man, I've-, I've heard a lot of good stuff about you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my goodness, are you serious? I was like, I didn't know you knew me. He was like, yeah, I've been following you for a while now. So <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. So that was really encouraging. That, that was enough for me. I was like ju- yeah. jacked up and juice up and ready to go after <laughs> of that. And so anyway, um, he was like, yeah, I'm excited to hear you sing. And I've never heard you sing in person or, or-, or anything. Yeah. So I was like, cool, awesome. And so, um, I basically what happened was I opened up the concert, uh, uh, The artist named Kiki Shear. Mm-hmm. Um she sang that night as that day as well. And um I got up and that was the the song What Can I Do? was the last song that I sang in my set. Oh. And he was just like, Whoa and he and I remember I got off the stage and like we had we were having some technical difficulties, so I was a little bit frustrated and I was talking with my manager backstage who we went back to the green room and he came running around the corner like <laughs> Dude, oh my God, I love that song. Like, man. oh my God, I gotta have that song. And I was like I was like, dude, of course, I will be honored. Mm-hmm. And so maybe a couple of weeks later, um, we begin um talking and he said, Hey K J in fact, I am with you to sing it on my on my album. Oh uh, man. Which is absolutely something he did not have to do at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was something to kinda of help me out for sure. And uh um and that's in the rest is history and since then we've been just really cool, um, it was already, and that's why I just say always say right place, right time, right thing. Yeah. Um. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to open doors and and push stuff. I just really, I'm a believer. Um. um uh, I'm a believer. Uh, I really love the principles of the Bible. Right. And uh, and and it says that man, your your gift will make room
2: for you. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. And uh, one of my favorite analogies is that when fruit is ripe, mm-hmm. um, fruit falls. Wow. It just falls from the tree. Wow. You don't have to go snatch it. If you have to snatch something if you have to snatch fruit from a tree, mm. then it means it's not ready. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people are going around doing good things but not in the right time. Wow. And they're trying to force stuff to happen. And so, um I'm just I'm just a big believer in that. And so it was uh it, and again it was just felt if everything felt so God orchestrated mm-hmm. and um and um because I was I was already planning to be in the region in the region that he lives in in the New Jersey area. Uh-huh. He didn't live there anymore, but at that time he was living there, mm-hmm. and I was already gonna and I was gonna be there for some other stuff, I some shows there or something. Like a week or so later, he's like, "Well, let's get up and let's write
2: together." Yeah, yeah. And
1: uh-huh. uh, and that's how that's how it all happened. In that, and then that time we became friends, wow. but it wasn't like. Soon as I saw him, I was like, "Hey Ty, listen to my demo. Hey, listen to my album. Yeah, yeah. Um, just just be in the right place at the right time, doing the right things, and, yeah. and good things will happen." Yeah,
0: so. yeah. When fruit is ripe, it will fall from the tree. Man, yeah. that's that's golden, man. Because yeah. sometimes we're like, you yeah. know, I hope listeners hear that we're like yanking, yanking, and yanking, and trying to like yeah. rip the fruit off the tree. but well, the truth of the matter is, it's not it's not ripe yet, and you yeah, know absolutely. we're waiting for you know that big deal, that that big um, opportunity, yeah. but. Are you really mastering and making the most of these opportunities that you have now? Because only when Absolutely. it's ripe will that big opportunity, that big deal, even prove to be fruitful for you. So I, I love that, man. That's <laughs> I might have to Absolutely. I might have to steal that. I don't know, man. I might have to <laughs> No, <nah>, I'm just <laughs> it's, it's clear who it came from. Man. So that's that's awesome. And so um, yeah. yeah, you did mention you've done a lot of other things, and I know you've you've even written a song uh, for co-written songs for james fortune on his christmas album and you did some yeah. things with uh, the group kind glory um and, and this is a yeah. this is a specific question i have something that um sure. some people may be interested in what is kind of the the business side of like say if you you're writing a song for an artist like how, yeah. how do agreements and like that generally speaking or typically man. how do they look
1: man listen and this is this is where you know again you know even though music is an art, mm-hmm. music is absolutely a business. <laughs> um, it is very much a business. And so my background in business helped me so tremendously.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Cause even, I mean, what's, what's happened. I mean, I mean, I could just, we could talk for an hour on this and I won't, So, but I won't do that. <laughs> um, Cause there's so much, there's so many intricacies that go into the music business and writing. But, um, but basically it's set up where um if you if you write by yourself or if you have some co writers uh, um it's set up into music publishing okay. um there's a publisher who owns the song okay. and then there is um a writer who gets writer's credit and you own and the writer owns the song mm-hmm. and so in my case um um i have my own publishing company okay. and i also have um you know um and I I am a writer under my own publishing company. Gotcha. If that makes gotcha. sense, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, and so my publishing my publishing company is called Scribe Nation. Okay. And so um and that's kind of sort of how that works. Depending on the number of writers or who made what contribution to the song, you'll come up with an agreement, and they call that a split sheet. Okay. Um and then and you basically fill out that split sheet, and then you come up with um, whatever your agreement is on what percentage you know you're going to give on the song as a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you kind of take it from there. Now, now, thankfully, um, I have a great company who does administration for my, for my company, okay. um, okay. who does my publishing administration. Um, the company's called Veracity um, Entertainment uh-huh. and they handle all of my publishing. Um, just, uh, I just want to, just another nugget again to throw in there. I think one of the biggest things is, um, that you can do as a business, as a entrepreneur, as a whatever, mm-hmm. um, number one is to understand your strength. Okay. Understand what you're good at and get better at it. Yeah. But then understand your weaknesses as well. And so um, when you understand your weaknesses, you can try to you can grow in your area of weakness. But also, if you know you're just not wired to do something, then maybe you should delegate that or staff things you're not good at. Um yeah. Pride is pride um, is one of the quickest things that will send you tumbling to the ground mm-hmm, quickly.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, and so um, that's what I understood very quickly. I have um, uh, a person on my team who handles all of my business, um, my business stuff, like my inquiries when people call for me to come speak or to come sing or to come do whatever uh, or whatever or to write or whatever. I have a person who handles my calendar with that because I understand, I understood very quickly I am not an administrative person. I am like (laughs) a full-blown creative. Um, And so I'm not administrative. but, But I understand that I'm not administrative. So I work at that so I can become better at it. But I understand yeah. just in general, I am not wired to be a administrative detailed person. So right. I can grow in that area, but as uh-huh. I'm growing, I I find people who are gifted in those areas and then mm-hmm. they offset my weaknesses with their strengths and then yeah. we make a you know, we make a you know, we make a um a, you know, we come up with a better solution there. Right. You know, and so um that's also like huge advice that I would say um to yeah. whatever to, to whoever out there. Um yeah. be honest with yourself. Tell the mm-hmm. truth to yourself and say, Hey, I'm good at this. I'm not so good at this. Um, mm-hmm. so let me grow in this area, but then also let me humble myself and let people who love to do the things I don't love to do and uh-huh. let them, you know, let them let them share, you know, yeah. so but so anyway, not to yeah, no. be but yes, that's that's just some basic little basic general information on that.
0: Yeah, I like I like that you're giving this because, again, you know, we're entrepreneurs, so we actually love these little details and, and the things like sure. that so that it gives us an idea of just how things work. And coming from you in particular, you know, standing back maybe from my position or someone else's position, they can just say, oh, look, look, at KJ's doing this, KJ doing that. And it appears as if literally you're doing everything on your own. Like, oh, man, mm-hmm. he's booking his tours. He's setting up an oh, yeah. agreement, da, da, But the reality is, and it's one of the hardest down things. Down to social media. For, mm-hmm. Yeah, down to social media. It's hard for us mm-hmm. sometimes to let go and realize that there may be someone else that could help you and, and execute in certain areas that you would be poor in. And so right. I love the fact that you, you you kind of pull the curtain back. Like, no, I got a team. I got another company that helps me with this. And I and got a team of writers because so, that's, that's what we need in order to scale you know
1: absolutely because you only have 24
0: hours in a day you are limited as an individual and it's and you need to be creating you know
1: (laughs) absolutely (laughs) i mean and even and then the other part is too as well is um for 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 several years i solely just did you know my stuff with my my uh my company and my music and stuff like that but now um um you know i felt a calling to to work in the local church that was something that i felt passionate about um, mm-hmm. and so I did that. So now I'm on staff full time mm-hmm. at a church, but I mm-hmm. still run my business. And that's the thing too, that I'll also tell people too, you know, be realistic as well. Be, um, and even sometimes it's okay. Even if you have your own business, it doesn't mean you're not any less legit because you have a daytime, a daytime right. job, you know? Exactly. So it's okay exactly. to have a job. And then also if you got a specific thing, do that on the side, you just have to be really, um, organized and organized. really motivated to do it. Right. But, um, do both, you know, do both. And that was certainly helping your taxes. I know that. So that's that's (laughs) also like, you know, good information, you know,
0: yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, um, coming down to kind of the, the the kind of the final couple of questions. Uh, one thing that we always ask people, and this is a favorite question is, um, you know, if we had a time machine right here, right now, and we had the opportunity to go back you know, let's say uh, about a couple of months to a year before you actually decided that, you know, you really want to be serious about this music game. Mm -hmm. Not so much what would you change, but what quick advice would you give yourself, that young KJ, before you actually make the leap?
1: Oh, man. I would tell him, I would tell the young KJ, um, don't wait, start now. Ooh. (laughs) Um, And um, don't wait for the right time. The right time is never going to show up.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um, make time and start now. I'll tell them that. And then I'll also tell them, make sure Mm. you put your 10,000 hours in. Um, And so there's this, um, there's this saying that basically says anybody who's great at anything puts at least 10,000 hours of preparation in, whether it be a pianist or um, a chemist or a doctor or uh, whatever, I don't know. Um, Or even if you bake cakes, you know, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, Whatever whatever that thing is, typically whenever some when someone masters uh, a, um either a subject or a skill or whatever, or you mm-hmm, let's say it's mm-hmm, landscaping. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um they say they typically put in about ten thousand yeah. hours before they become a master of it. And so I think a lot of people are so are so concerned about um I think a lot of people are so concerned about um mm-hmm getting out there that they don't put as much emphasis yeah, on a preparation yeah. beforehand. Um, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a huge believer, even when it comes to music, the more I prepare ahead of time in mm-hmm. the silence when nobody's looking, the more, the the more confident I am when it's time for me to actually put up and show up the yeah. time me to actually perform. Um, and so I think, um, I would say that, and, um, I think that's important. The first point I made is, you know, don't wait for the right opportunity to show up. Don't wait for the right time. I mean, it's important because, you know, I actually did, and I did. I did start my okay. career while I was okay. in college, in school. Um, but but I would even tell people, especially, like, um, if somebody's in the business field or whatever, um, or whatever field you're in, like, don't, if you got an idea and you're in college, don't wait for you to graduate. College is a great time yeah. to just go ahead and get things rolling because um, you're going to have to pay it back eventually. But right now, you don't have, you don't have any major bills all your food and your don't your most of, most of the time your food and your stuff, your lodging is covered by your student loans. You have to pay them back later or your scholarship or whatever you have. So now that you got that free time, don't waste your time, you know, um mm-hmm. go ahead and get started now. Um, or even if you're not in school anymore. Um if you keep waiting for all the stuff to just get to get right, you need all the all the you know, all the um the detail the details and Resources mm-hmm. be lined up perfectly. You right. go. You're never gonna right. get started. So don't be afraid. You know. Yeah. Um, ask questions. You know, and ask questions to people who are where you want right. to be. Um, and 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 just start making moves. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, and and the last thing I would say, as well is with that I would tell old KJ, do what you got to do until you can do what you want to <laughs> do. Yeah. Um, so that's what I would say.
0: I love it. I love it. And I'm gonna tell you something, KJ, man. If you know our listeners we got a number of listeners have been listening to kind of like every episode and man if they haven't heard if they haven't gotten that by now I don't know what to say because a lot of people have said that you know don't wait start now and and sometimes we wait for that perfect time and really guess what there's no such thing as the perfect time. And 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 even yep. that point about ten thousand hours, we had another guest that brought that up as well. And it, it comes from that oh, comes wow. from that, that book, um there's a book called Outliers by a man named Michael Gladwell. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and and, and, absolutely. and really when you're putting it off, you're just delaying the time you're just delaying the, yes. the, the ten thousand hours. So if you start now, you can start yep. knocking some hours off. So um no, that's absolutely. that's right on target, man. And I really hope that um someone from here, you say it takes that to heart. Um, but along, along those yep. lines in terms of, you know, a book, is there anything specific in terms of a book or maybe even a resource, something as small as an app or something that Man. you can recommend?
1: Man, <laughs> that's really good. Um, one, the outliers outliers is a really, 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 really mm-hmm. good book. Um, another, one I would just say, even just from a mind, for a mindset standpoint, mm-hmm. I would say purpose driven life. by Rick okay. Yeah. It would be great. Yeah. Um, um, I would also say uh, Rich Dad, Poor yeah, Dad
2: yeah.
1: Uh, by Robert Kiyosaki mm-hmm. uh, is a good one. Um, um, all of them are just great. Uh, those are great to start with. Um, some of them are practical, um, like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, mm-hmm. and um, giving you specific things you can mm-hmm. do. Um, but then also, I mean, of course, and then anything by Dave Ramsey mm-hmm. with personal finance mm-hmm. and things of that mm-hmm. nature. Um, they have all kind of blogs and resources as yeah. well. Um, um, so that sort of thing. But then also um, – um any uh, purpose driven life is so important and um when you find identity and you find um a reason mm-hmm. that's your motivation that's your why yeah. you know you can you can do your what all right. day um but there are people who are like robots and zombies mm-hmm. right now who just who just they only know the what, but they don't- they really haven't figured out who they are and they haven't figured out why they're doing what they're yeah. doing, and once you kind of get that nailed down and you figure out who you are and your identity um And that's a totally different level of motivation when you get up every day. It's a totally different level of motivation. So I would highly suggest Rich Dad Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, Outliers for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, Purpose Driven Life by uh, Rick Warren and a ton of. I mean, there's just there's so much out there. But that's that's what yeah, good
0: look, man. I actually read Purpose Driven Life myself when I was in college. And man, I remember you know there's a portion me talking about your shape, trying to get an idea of you know what you're perfectly designed for. And man, like that changed my life as well. So. So I like the fact that yeah. you said that. And uh, is there like any really quick uh, like a app or a website or anything that you find yourself using on a regular basis that kind of helps you with your business?
1: Man, that's a good question. Um, apps, from a standpoint of apps, um, well, well, I would say this. Um, I wouldn't. Say, I I can't think of an app right now from a standpoint of like business advice. Mm-hmm. But one of my favorite apps in general is for people, anybody out here there who's doing transactions. Mm-hmm. I mean, anybody could tell you right now that we are in a digital yes. age. And so some of the great apps that I have um is the Square, okay. um Square um app um which allows you um to um swipe cards or, or even just type in car- people's card information, um, because I sell CDs and other resources and things yeah. like that. And so Having that available changes the game, you know, because people come and they're like, oh, I don't have cash on me, whether it be for safety mm-hmm. reasons or the people on the budget or whatever they like to call it what they spend. Yeah. Um, when you say, hey, we have cards available, uh, you know, I don't know what type of entrepreneurs we have out there, but I'm telling you, the Square app is where you want to go. That's it. It's what you want to do. Um, you can directly connect it to whatever account you want to, and the money goes down low straight there. Another one is uh, also the Cash app uh-huh. um, as well. Um, but I would de- highly recommend Square Square app because it gives you um a history of um transactions. Yeah. You got you got so many things you can do. So that's why I would you know highly. That, suggest that's
0: that. perfect. That is perfect, I think, man. That's thank you so mm-hmm. much for that. That nugget. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, it's been great. Unfortunately, we're coming to the end. And man, I just want to thank you so much for this time. I can't thank you enough for taking this time to be on the podcast. Um, but before we go, yeah. man, if you could just give us a quick spill on, you know, whatever you got going on currently, how we can find out about more about what you yeah. do, and then in conclusion, yeah. if you could give us uh one last uh one last parting piece of guidance of one of your
1: favorite quotes. Oh man. Um, well, um, if you want to keep up with me, feel free to um um check me out on all of I'm on pretty much the majority of the social media apps like uh Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on um uh, I'm on Facebook mm-hmm. um and it's easy to contact me. And I also have my website as well, which is K J Scriven and that's K J S C R I V like Victor E N. Mm-hmm. Um uh and um, that's just Um and uh, and also all of my social medias are the same way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's just KJ Scriven, and it's pretty easy um, to find me. Um, so, uh, so yeah, um, I would say that. And um, so, as far as some advice, man, I have so many quotes that I like. <laughs> You've given us a lot <laughs> already, hard. man. You've
0: given us some good ones already, man.
1: Yeah yeah but um maybe one um i I would say this i would say um one of the you know again like i said earlier transactional relationships versus transformational relationships Mm -hmm. um one of the things i would definitely say is um character is huge right and um one of the one of the easiest Um, and quickest ways to identify the character of a person um, is um, how they treat people who can do nothing for them. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think one of the biggest things in like business is like valuing people, just period. People are your, your number one um, asset, Um, Mm -hmm. whether it be your customers or people who work alongside you or even family members, whatever the case may be. And so um, that's why I just think character is important, treating people right. Um, because it's right, not even necessarily because um, you can benefit, but just because it's right. Yeah. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. And so um, that's that's what I would say. That's what I would say. I love it. Um, value people.
0: Awesome, man. Once again, man, you're giving us some great advice. I know the listeners appreciate it. And uh, man, God bless you, man. God bless your ministry. God bless your business. Thank you, man. And just everything you got going on, bro.
1: Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that. Thank you for having me. It really, it's really been a pleasure.
0: Wow, so... I really hope you all enjoyed that chat I had with KJ. Man, he had just a wealth of information and a wealth of insight to share with us. Of course, you know, this is a little bit longer than our episodes tend to be. But nevertheless, I just couldn't couldn't cut a lot of that out. And so you already know what to do. You can head on over to stemmedia.org. And there you can look up a lot of the show notes on all of our episodes. But anyway, till next time, peace. For listening, we really hope you enjoyed this episode and we would love for you to come and join us again next time. In the meantime, please do us a couple of favors one, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or any other platform you might find us on, and two, rate and leave a positive review so we can know what you think of the show. And finally, spread the word tell your friends and family that
1: they can join us right here on the Nesbipreneur Podcast.